Imagine you're James, the younger half-brother of Jesus. You're working at the house while your mom, Mary, is preparing for dinner. Unexpectedly, a neighbor pounds on the door, rushes in, and informs her that Jesus is in trouble. As everyone rushes out the door, the neighbor explains that while Jesus was teaching in someone's house, the religious leaders began to accuse him of being possessed by Satan. Great, you think to yourself. If Jesus keeps aggravating the Pharisees, they're eventually going to come after the rest of the family and kick us all out of the temple. As you dart between horse-pulled carts and dodge little children, you... Okay, kid. I didn't hit you that hard. Stop being dramatic. You turn away from Mr. Dramatic and realize your mom has left you in the dust. As you race to catch up to her, your mind wanders to how much you did not enjoy growing up with Jesus. Not because he was ever mean to you. No, it was just the opposite. He always did the right thing. Every single time. When you were talking back to mom, he was busy taking care of the chores. When you were planning a prank on your sister, he was helping someone with their schoolwork. Ugh, it was just the worst. And every time you then had to hear, why can't you be more like Jesus? There was even that one time when he got lost, and when mom and dad found him in the temple, he said, how did he put it? Didn't you know I must be in my father's house? And they bought it! And now this. Ever since he left the family business of carpentry, he's been stirring up trouble everywhere he's gone. And you've heard that he's even claimed to be God. What? Sure, you've never seen him do anything wrong, but God? Hopefully, when you get to him, you can talk some sense into him and get him to come home. This is getting out of hand. You see the house in the distance, but your heart sinks. The crowd is spilling out into the front yard, and it's three people deep. You're never going to be able to get to him. Your mom sends word to Jesus that his family is outside. You strain your ears, and faintly, you think you hear Jesus say, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Did you hear that correctly? Did Jesus just disown you and your family? I'm Pastor Michael, and this is Chicken and Waffles, the Bible podcast for preteens, where learning and obeying God's Word creates preteens that are unique and unforgettable, just like Chicken and Waffles. Hey, preteens, welcome back for episode three. Hey, today, at the end of this episode, I have an exciting announcement about how you can be a part of a future episode. So I hope you're going to stay with me until the very end so I can tell you all about it. Now, have you ever thought about what it would be like to be Jesus's sibling, one of his brothers or sisters? You know, take a moment and think about what it would be like if your brother or sister never did the wrong thing. They didn't lie. They never complained. 
they always worked hard. They never complained about what mom was making for dinner. And, and on top of that, then they never rubbed it in your face because they always had a good attitude with you, too. Wow, that would be exhausting, wouldn't it? You know, I've got a brother, and I, you know what? He's a pretty good brother. Growing up, we had a lot of fun together, but you know what? We didn't always get along. In fact, there was one time where at the church that we grew up at, we put on a yearly performance. It was called The Passion Play, where we would tell the story of Jesus, and a lot of people would come and watch it, right? Well, our family was always a part of it. And one time, we were getting ready in the dressing room. We were putting on our biblical costumes so we could, you know, look like people from the Bible. And my brother and me, we got into an argument. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you, I have no idea what the argument was about, but I do believe there was some yelling and there was, you know, some probably not very nice things said between the two of us. And it all culminated, it all peaked when my brother picked up a hanger that he had probably just put on his biblical costume with, and he threw it at me. And I was all the way on the other side of the room, and he threw it at me, and it hit me square in the chest. I mean, it was amazing aim right there. And and I'm sure as a typical, I'm the youngest brother, I am sure I collapsed to the ground and was very dramatic about how much it hurt me and all of that. And it's just all so funny, right? We were all about to go out and tell people about Jesus, and yet here we were having a massive argument in the dressing room. Now, you know what? As the younger brother, I'm going to say I was the one right, right? Because go younger siblings, right? Younger siblings are the best. It's, it's that way between siblings, right? It might be that way between you and your brother and sister. Maybe y'all get along, maybe you don't. It can be hard sometimes. And I think that, well, actually, I know that Jesus's brothers and sisters, they didn't always get along with him. Not because he didn't do anything wrong toward them, but because, well, he was perfect. And it was hard for them, and they didn't even believe that he was the Savior. You know, as they became older and as adults, we see that in John chapter 7. So when Jesus was becoming enemies with the Pharisees, his family, they kind of took off with their mom and they tried to convince Jesus to stop. They were trying to get him to come home. They would have probably said that Jesus had gotten too big for his britches, right? They were trying to get him home and so he could stop all of this craziness. So let's find out today. He's in the middle of teaching. The Pharisees have accused him of being from Satan. And so let's find out what happened. So we're in Mark chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 31 through 35. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus, and someone said, Your mother and brothers are outside asking for you. Jesus replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. All right, so that's our passage from Mark chapter 3. So what is our first question? What's our chicken question? What does it mean, right? Now, did Jesus suddenly have amnesia and completely forget who his family was? 
No, of course not. One thing that's always important to remember whenever we're reading what Jesus said is that sometimes he uses strong language to make a point. Jesus is declaring that he's starting a new family. It's not a human family. It's not like, you know, the family that you're living with uh, right now. No, it is God's family. And this family was going to be different. This family would not uh, discriminate against anyone. No matter your race or your wealth or what part of town you lived in, you could be a part of God's family. You could be a rich Brazilian who lives in the best home in Rio de Janeiro or a poor Russian who lives on the outskirts of Moscow. It wouldn't matter because everyone was welcome to join God's family. But there was only one requirement. You had to choose to do God's will. Did you see how he said that you, he pointed to the crowd, you are my mother, you are my brother's, as long as you do God's will. And so what I want you to remember, the big idea for what does it mean, is that I reveal that I'm a part of God's family when I obey His will. Right? That's how we can show we're a part of God's family, is by obeying His will. So that's what that means, but what should I do, right? What's our waffle question? It's not just enough to know what the Bible says. we got to know what to do with what the Bible says. So what should I do? Jesus is obviously calling us to obey God's will here, but how do you do that? How do you always know what you're supposed to do? Well, Jesus answered that question in Mark 12 when someone asked him, Hey, Jesus, what's the most important commandment? And you know what he said? He said, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love people like you love yourself. Now, i got a question for you. How much do you love yourself? Have you ever thought about that before? I'm betting you love yourself a whole bunch, you know, because you probably think about yourself the most. Can I admit something to you? I think about myself the most, too. As much as I, you know, love to say, hey, I think about my wife, Miss Christie, or my, my two boys or other people in my life. Do you, know, do you know who I think about the most? Me. When I wake up, I'm first thinking about what do I got to do? What do I want to do? What's going to happen today in my life, right? I think about myself so much. So what does it look like to love someone else like I love myself? Well, it looks like that I start thinking about them more. And whatever I would like someone to do for me, hey, I look to try and do that for someone else. So what I'm going to challenge you to do today is to find one person that you care for and show them as much love as you would want someone to show you. Now, it can be one of your parents. It can be an uncle, a brother, a sister, or even a friend at your school. I want you to take one action before our next episode to show someone that you care for them as much as you care for yourself. Because we know that is a part of God's will. Jesus said that uh, to be a part of his family, we've got to do his will. And so part of doing his will is loving other people like you love yourself. So I want you to choose one person 
to love like you would love yourself. Okay, so what did it what did our passage mean today? I reveal that I'm a part of God's family when I obey his will. And what should I do? I want you to find one person to show that you care for them as much as you care for yourself. Hey, so let's talk about that big announcement that I mentioned earlier. I want you to be a part of a future episode of Chicken and Waffles. So here's how you can do that. In the last three episodes, I've challenged you to apply and obey Scripture in your own life. And I want to hear from you how you've done it and what's happened. So I want you to talk with your parents first. Get permission to go out to my website, which is chickenandwafflespodcast.com. Click on the little microphone, and you're going to be able to leave me a voicemail. And I want you to tell me your first name, where you live, and what you did, how you applied Scripture, and what happened. And do that in about 20 seconds, all right? Because I want to be able to share your story and hear what you've done and how you've applied Scripture. So make sure you talk with your parents first and then jump out there, chickenandwafflespodcast.com, and leave me a voicemail. Now, before our next episode, I want to encourage you to read Mark chapter 4 on your own and ask our two chicken and waffle questions. What does it mean and what should I do? Because I want you to remember, every time you learn and obey God's word, you're becoming unique and unforgettable, just like chicken and waffles. I'll see you next time.